it's me, Zenobia Darling. You're listening to Hashtag Rockstar Life, the Coffee Break Podcast. Let's go. my cold brew at oh what's up guys it is me Zenobia darling it's thanksgiving it's thanksgiving week i'm taking the podcast off i'm going away with my man friend to go visit the mothman in west virginia so i'm in for a wild and wonderful adventure in many ways than one <laughs> but i figured for this just to show my thanks to show my appreciation for you darling listeners i would do a live q a of, of instagram questions i uh posted so if you follow me on instagram zenobi underscore darling every so often i'll ask you guys for questions and back in october when i was in la i got really stoned one night and i did it i said ask me your questions for an upcoming podcast episode and i got some of your questions here so i'm gonna go through and answer them i'm not gonna read names because i butcher the english language and i will butcher your name and i don't need to be canceled like that so anyway here we go enjoy this little espresso shot for thanksgiving happy thanksgiving enjoy it rest recover shop a little bit but remember support local businesses support small businesses including zenobiadarlingcreative.com go on there support me support the art buy all my stuff and with that let's get into this espresso shot so before we get into this i just want to say i am a drag queen stand-up comic anything i say in this espresso shot is to be taken as comedy do not sue me do not come for me it's all in good fun it's all in the name of comedy it's all in the name of drag artistry so have a little fun, laugh a little, and let's go into this. Okay. Are you watching Real Housewives of New York City? Nope. Next. It's boring. It's boring. I don't wanna uh I don't wanna watch it. I think they need to fire Jenna Lyons. I hate that bitch. She is not giving enough. I hate when reality stars come on there with a little bit more clout and they think they're better than the show and they can withhold themselves. We did not never saw her relationship with that woman. We never saw half of her life. She was very fake, very produced. I do not like Jenna Lyons. And I think she needs to go. And I think Bravo needs to stop doing that type of casting. I think that that um, Ethiopian girl that's friend, that's cousins with the girl in Dubai, I think she needs to go or at least be a friend of. You know, I liked some of them, but I stopped watching halfway through because I got bored. It still needs another like season or two just to kind of get back into the groove. And I would like to see some of the old school Roni like housewives come in as friends of like have them go to Dorinda's, you know, have them go to um, Luann's house in the Hamptons or just have, have them pop up because I mean, I it's New York. I mean, everyone knows each other. It's the biggest small town in the world and they all know each other. And I want to see more of that. So that's my thoughts on Real Housewives in New York city. All right. Next question. I like this season of Real Housewives of Orange County. Did you watch? I did. I did. It was good. I was actually very impressed with this season of Real Housewives of Orange County. I think bringing Tamara back was good. I will say, though, Tamara knows she's golden because the way she talked to Andy in that reunion was fucked up. If she, if any other housewife did that, they would be fired. Tamara is not because Tamara knows what she's doing. But I, you know, 
I enjoyed it. I thought it was a very solid season. We hadn't seen a season like that in a while. I will say I was very pissed that the reunion taped before Shannon's DUI. Hold on. Melvin's meowing. What's wrong, Melvin? You hear him? Melvin, I'm on. I'm podcasting. Leave me alone. Sorry. Melvin, Melvin's being a diva. So I will say I'm very pissed that the um, that the reunion tape before Shannon's DUI, I wanted to see her get raked over the coals for that, which, you know, it is what it is. You know, I wish her the best. I will say her DUI video, who that shit was a shit show. That was funny to watch, as dark as that is to say. But I wish her the best. I, I you know, and I hope next season that she still brings it. And I hope we get some like real raw intervention type moments out of Shannon because that's what I like. I like compelling stuff like that. Hold on, Melvin. Melvin, I'm in my art studio with Melvin. And anytime I have my damn microphone on, he's got to come meow. Right now he's scratching at his scratching post. What do you want? Melvin, you want some cookies? Can I have a hug? Oh, hi, baby Melvin. Do you want to say hi to the podcast listeners? I'm telling you, cats are the best, especially Melvin. Melvin's the best cat in the world. Okay, let's get this train moving down the track. Are you watching House of Villains? I watched the first two episodes. I have to say I enjoyed it. I've been enjoying seeing the content on social media about it because, I mean, you get a group of reality TV villains in a room with Joel McHale from The Soup. It's going to be a good time. And I like it because they're not taking themselves too seriously as a reality show. Like, they can kind of tell that, like, you know, they break the fourth wall. Joel McHale is, like, aware of what's happening on the screen. Kind of like he used to be on The Soup, which I really appreciate. I really enjoyed New York being back. New York deserves an Emmy. That woman is the best ever. I mean, and I think she's really, besides Big Ange, I think she's the only VH1 reality star that really was able to break into like mainstream pop culture and not just on VH1 pop culture, which I found very, very fascinating. And I love that when she said, when she read Jax to filth, I really enjoyed that. And Jax like, Jax is like a big dumb animal. Like he's a villain, but he's just like, he's like an aggressive ape. And he's not really the best on there, but I will, because like he broke down when she called him, when New York was like, you're possessed by the devil. You know, I was like, haha. And that read that New York gave to Amarosa, whoo, that was the best. That's why I wanted to see it. I wanted to see New York come after someone like Amarosa. And she cut to the fucking bone. And you could tell it jolted Amarosa. And that takes some skill. So, okay, let's get back to it. Sorry, I had to run to Rofo. I had to get a damn iced coffee. I'm like, it's a little after 1.45, and I'm, I've been dragging. So, I'll finish this. I got a pumpkin spice iced coffee from Rofo. It's, it's delicious. Going back to the House of Villains, I also wish they would cast more Bravo villains. Like... Can we bring Brandy Glanville back? Can we have Kristen Doty on there? Like, I instead of seeing Jax, I would have liked to see Kristen Doty because she is the dark chaos that, like, makes a good reality TV villain. Or bring in, like, Lee Ed Locken. That would be amazing. Okay, moving along. Oh, God. I know exactly who, uh, who wrote this, too. So, I know you're listening. Fuck you for this. Would Tori Spelling be good on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? No, Tori Spelling needs to get off reality television. That bitch is so fucking thirsty. She, she's almost too thirsty for Bravo, and I don't think Bravo would ever go for her on Beverly Hills, although she knows many of them. She's friends with Lisa Renna. She's friends with Kyle. I mean, she's in that world, but absolutely not. That would be, that would be a, a, like just 
too thirsty. I mean, we've seen every moment of her and Dean play on camera, her crying, boo-hooing with the mascara, her playing it up, everything with Dean. And then I keep seeing all these messy tabloid rumors about her. There was one I just saw like a few weeks ago where she was photographed outside her house taking care of like walking her kids or something. Because there was photographs dropped that morning of Dean with the new girlfriend at the welfare office. And so she had to go out and be like, I'm spending time with my kids. Bitch, we know what you're doing. And then there was something where, like, there was a hostage situation at her neighbor's house and she had to evacuate her house. So she was, like, recording all that and the police got pissed off at it. I don't know. I was reading that somewhere and I'm like, that's not what we want on Beverly Hills. I mean... The thirst is real with her. And I'm like, have some damn water. Get a fire extinguisher and like, you know, get off television. It's, it's, ugh. She's a train wreck. She's absolutely a train wreck. Also, I'm going to say this too, since we're on, you know, rejects of Beverly Hills. I hate Teddy Bellencamp. I cannot stand that bitch. I do not know why she keeps being on Bravo. I just saw where she was on BravoCon having a feud with Vicky, which I will say is a good feud. I mean, she asked Vicky where she was on January 6th, and I thought that was really funny. And then she made a dig about cancer, which about faking cancer, which was really funny. But I will say, I, I don't want Teddy Mellencamp. She's boring. You know, she was pregnant. She runs a, like what is it an exercise like check-in program that's basically glorifying eating disorders which really pisses me off you know she's constantly working out she was pregnant she was working out like a damn bodybuilder while she was like six months pregnant it's like girl like grow the baby focus on growing the baby don't focus on growing your damn muscles because the more stuff that's going to grow your muscles is being taken away from the damn baby and you need to take care of yourself and plus I'm like I'm 12 years in recovery from an eating disorder and eating disorders are so prevalent in our culture and they're so pernicious with how it comes out and when I see people actively participating in disordered eating and promoting it to make money that's where I get really pissed off and that's when I really turned off with Teddy Mellencamp I'm sick of seeing her she popped up on Orange County because she's best friends with Tamara and does a podcast with Tamara so she's in the OC drama and then she's in the damn Beverly Hills drama and I'm just I'm sick of it I don't want to see it I don't want to see her can she go away with her ugly Backstreet Boy reject husband I'm sick of it I'm sick of it I'm so over her oh god here comes another one mm. Do you think Larsa's ass is fake or a BBL? I mean, are we really going to go there? Are we really going to go there? The thing with Larsa that I think is so funny is she will not admit she's any plastic surgery. And I'm like, girl, you have a different body. And I love it when Bravo would do flashbacks from 10 years ago of the first season of Miami that she was on. And like, it's an entirely different person different face different body and then she's like i'm athletic and i work out i'm athletic and i work out and yes i got a big butt but i mean you can tell the difference between a workout untouched butt and a butt with a bbl and a butt with some some plastic surgery plus it's like you're friends with the kardashians and you have that kardashian mold body so you went to the same plastic surgeons as all all them and you have that body shape and it's like yeah you're gorgeous larsa you're 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 beyond pretty. Like, I love it. I love that she's not afraid to show her body off. But at the same time, it's like, just own it. Just say, yeah, I've had my butt done. You know, yeah, she had her boobs done. I think she admitted that. But it's like, you know, yeah, just admit it. Just admit it. That's the thing that drives me nuts. But at the same time, it's like, 
don't admit it because Bravo's just going to troll you. Like the producers of that show are constantly going to flash back because they got archival footage, you know, and you have a different face. You have a different body. Everything's different. Larsa just, she's like one of my favorite housewives that I fucking hate. Like, like there's a fine line between a housewife I hate and a housewife I love to hate. Like I love to hate Larsa. Like I, if she went away, I would miss her because she brings out this like pissy rage in me. Tamara's the same way. I hate Tamara, but I love to hate Tamara. When a housewife goes from just, you just hate them, like Jennifer Aiden from New Jersey, she really rides the line because I love to hate her. And then there's other times where I just hate her and I don't, I don't want to see her. And Larsa Pippen is one of the housewives where I'm, con I'm consistently like saying, I hate you. I love to hate you though, because I need her on my screen. I love it when Bravo trolls her. Plus she's a good, like, she's a good shit stirrer, which I appreciate. She's not afraid to fight with people. So, okay, what's next? What are you looking the most forward to on this new season of Miami? Oh, Miami is the best. Miami delivers, and they still have that, like, old-school, real housewives quality and feel to them. It's like they've kind of evolved with the times, but it's still got that, like, core quality from 10 years ago that is what I prefer in my housewives. I feel like housewives now... They've been studying the show. Like, Leanne Locken was the first one to really say, hey, I study Bethany Frankel. I study Lisa Vanderpump. I study other housewives to be a good housewife. And so you're seeing a lot more people who have watched the housewives and are going on there to deliver. And you're also seeing a lot of influencers who are going on the Real Housewives to promote their brand, which pisses me off. Like, I want to see, like, some rich, crazy you know, 40, 50 year old nut job women who just have fuck you money. And with the casting they did for the Miami reboot, they have that. Like, you know, you got the tennis player's wife who I fucking love, the the Russian girl, Julia. I love her. She's she's crazy and she got a goat and just like she brings like a quirky ridiculousness that I really enjoy. And then you got the one girl who's married to that rich husband. I forget her name, Nicole. That husband, they'll all say, tick, tick, tick. That house of cards is going to fall down soon enough. But because there's something like, I'm not counting money, but I'm counting money. And I'm like, where are you getting this money at? Like, there's something not right. There's something shady about this. I think she'll be fine because she actually, she's an anesthesiologist. So she, she working, she got her own money. But I enjoy her. Alexia, I think this season, that's something I am looking forward to this season with Alexia is that house of cards from her man is falling down. And I mean, she's really going to go through the telenovela of it all. And I can't wait for it. You know, so I, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing Lisa, you know, date and get over her divorce. You know, that was so fucked up what Lenny did. But I love Lisa. She's one of my favorites. She also, I think she's one of the most gorgeous housewives. She reminds me of Amanda Lepore, the drag queen. And just with all the, the plastic surgery and the work she's had done. And yes, she's had a lot done, but it's like, it's perfection. It's like, she's a drag queen. And that's what I want in my housewives. I want them to be real life drag queens. And that's what, and Lisa is that. And, and I think Lisa would be in on that. And she knows that. And it's, I mean, I just love watching her. She's fascinating. And it's, it's, I don't know. I just, I love her. I'm just, and Gertie, I love Gertie too. She gets breast cancer this this season. So I'm really sad about that. And we're going to see all that. But that's also the thing about Miami is it's like, you know, you have like the, the fun, chaotic, 
you know, aspirational life that you expect on Housewives, but you're also seeing them dealing with real stuff and stuff that is so real that it makes them drop that they're on a reality show and deal with it. And you have moments where you're like, oh, this is like a real moment. Like, this is a real fight. And you, Alexia had it with her son. Um, that first season, last season when Lenny did that shit to Lisa, it was there. And then this season, you got cancer constantly in there. And no one's faking cancer either. I mean, these people, Gertie actually has breast cancer. Martina Ner- Nerve, I can never say her last name, Julia's wife, she has cancer. And I mean, she, and I just saw the premiere episode. And it's sad because Martina looks like, she looked like she aged like 10 years. And I'm like, damn. I'm like, she really going through it. I'm not like judging her looks or anything. I mean, take care of yourself. Looks come last. You know, focus on your health, focus on being alive. But you can tell that it's like she's aged a lot. And I'm like, oh my God. And that broke my heart because I was like, you know, but it is what it is. And yeah, so I'm looking forward to Miami. Miami's hands down the best. Okay, moving along. Are you going to see Madonna's new tour? Yes, I am. I'm going to the DC one and I'm going to the Vegas one. So Merry Christmas to me. I love Madonna. Madonna, you know, is... I, I was five years old listening to Madonna. I love her. There's there's VHS tapes of me when I was like 10 and 11 on my grandmother's back porch performing to like justify my love and voguing, all that stuff. Madonna is Madonna. Like, I would never meet her because she's my idol and I don't want a bad interaction with her ruining all that. I have several copies of her sex book. That's one of my most prized possessions. Madonna just, I love her. And this, and you know, I love it be also because, you know, Taylor Swift did her eras tour. And I love it because Madonna's like, hold my beer, bitch. Like, you say you have eras. I got eras. And it spans 40 years. So watch this. And she delivers a very good theatrical performance. Like, it has a good through line a good story, a good everything. And I, I've seen a lot of it, and I'm really excited for the Celebrations Tour. I will say, though, Madonna, she, you can tell she's slowing down. You can tell that she is feeling her age a bit, which, but I kind of like that because it's like, it's Madonna. She's been around since the early 80s, and she's been through so much shit that it's like, you know, and I love it. I love that her kids are involved with it. I love that she's Bob the Drag Queen in it. I love that she's paying homage to all the gay men that lost their lives in the AIDS pandemic that... You know, I could go on and on for days about, you know, and it's because she's she was affected by that. Many of her dancers on her her documentary, Truth or Dare, that came out in the early 90s, one of the first documentary films like that of like a pop star. Like, I know everyone has done it since Madonna was the first and she really gave good moments. And that was one of the first times you really saw like the reality TV documentary of like a really famous celebrity. And that's one of the other reasons why I love Madonna is because she understood that. I mean, you saw her like, you know, and you saw the dancers, they all were gay and they all, like several of them had AIDS. Several of them were dealing with all that shit and like the family rejection and all that stuff. And they went out and still delivered it. And you, you saw all that and you saw all them trying to live their lives. And Madonna gave them the platform and it's like, and she highlighted that. And plus Madonna did other stuff like, I mean, just go watch Truth or Dare. It's one of my favorite documentaries of all time. It's it's just, it's Madonna being fucking Madonna. And then after that, that's when she really got real erotic and slutty and came out with her erotic album and the sex book, which is my absolute favorite. And you really see the workings of her starting to do that because during the Blondie Ambition Tour, the 1990 like world tour she went on, that hashtag I have been to, I, my mom went to see it when I was in utero. So... 
that's something that I've seen Madonna twice. I've seen her on the MDMA tour and I've seen her on the Rebel Heart tour. But I've actually seen her th- three times because I was my mom was pregnant with me and she went to see the Blonde Ambition tour. So I like to say I've been there. And also a little side note, I also was conceived at a Van Halen concert. So I mean, if you want to know exactly how I am, I was conceived at a Van Halen concert. My mom went to see Madonna's Blonde Ambition tour. There you go. That's all of me right there. I'm also, I also say that I am Madonna and Basquiat's love child they never had. Basquiat is my painting dad and Madonna is my performing mom. And uh, I love them. They're mommy and daddy to me. <laughs> but so when she was doing the Blind Ambition tour and you see this in Truth or Dare, she did Like a Virgin and she was in this like pink silk like bed that was kind of raised and she was in a negligee and she basically was masturbating like to it to like this like kind of like middle eastern like remixed version of um like a like a virgin and she starts like actually like mimicking like masturbating and having an orgasm and like she was in canada she was in the toronto show and the police were there saying that if you touch yourself you're going to be arrested and she flat out was like then i'm canceling the show then because i'm not you're not censoring my artwork and then you see how she's dealing with that. And and then a year later, she came out with a sex book, which was really risque at the time. And then her whole erotic album, which is one of my favorites. It's, that whole album is amazing. I mean, erotica, deeper and deeper, bedtime stories, you know, all of them. It's, uh, I could talk about, see there, I get talking about Madonna for 20 minutes. Like, I fucking love Madonna. But yeah, I will be at... The DC show, and I will be in the Las Vegas show. And also, I will be going to see Kylie Minogue in Las Vegas on her during her residency. I fucking, can we talk about Kylie Minogue for a minute? Her new album, Tension, it's, it's amazing. I think there's like three skips during the whole album. It's, it's just dreamy, it's euphoric. It's just, it's good pop music that makes you want to just fall in love and have sex with your lover. I love it. Okay, on and on. Let's get this. Let's get going. What's next? Did you hear Dodie said Pandora fakes her British accent? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I did hear that. Um, <laughs> uh, that's the thing about Dodie that I just, I, I just cracks me up. Yeah, she, she's always that dark chaos coming in somewhere and it, she always delivers. It's like, no matter how much therapy she goes in, how much medication she's on, allegedly. She still delivers her dark chaos, and that cracks me up. And I, it was some interview I saw. It was on, like, because I follow a lot of Bravo accounts on my Instagram, and one of them was posting that she was saying how Pandora fakes her British accent. Pandora what is Lisa Vanderpump's daughter, and she was she's actually friends with Sheena. And I remember in the early seasons, Pandora ran a fashion lifestyle blog called The Divine Addiction. And Stasi was a writer for it, and so was Sheena. And that's kind of how they fought about it. And, like, she always had a British accent, and then she had that, that you know, fairy tale wedding when it was, like, 120 degrees in L.A. Like, that was on Beverly Hills. And then it's, like, and Kristen has always had it out for, for Vanderpump. Like, Vanderpump does not, LVP does not like Dodie. She hates her. She's always hated her. And, like, and you could just tell, like, when she goes to talk, like, Lisa just doesn't, just, it's like, shut the fuck up. Like, which I love. 
But Dodie's always coming for them. And of course, she's going online saying that she's faking her British accent. I mean, I believe it. I definitely believe it because, I mean, yeah, your parents are British and have British accents, but the kids lived in LA all their lives. So I'm kind of like, I feel like they would have more of a, like, a mix between a British and, like, a, like, Kardashian accent. So that's what I feel like their natural voice would be like. I don't think they would really have a, you know, have a British accent. But I can see it. I just think it's, I think it's really funny. You know, I wonder, I gotta Google the Dine Addiction. I wonder if it's, I gotta Google the Divine Addiction. I gotta see if it's actually a thing now. All right, next question. Oh, God, here's another Miami question. Miami can't be all good. What do you hate about it? Oh, what do I hate about it? There's, there's some things I hate about it. Oh, Adriana's dog being named Basquiat. That shit pisses me off. It's a fucking white poodle that she dyes like neon blue. Like, fuck that shit. No, Basquiat is the best painter ever. He is my, like, he does neo-expressionist paint. If you go on ZenobiaDarlingCreative.com and you see a lot of my artwork, it's neo-expressionism and Basquiat is my number one painting like legend. He is my favorite. And you just don't like what a basic bitch, Adriana. Like you're gonna name your dog Basquiat. Like, no, that's disgusting. That dis that's disrespectful to me. I mean, it's like Basquiat's a real artist. I'll say that. So that that annoys the piss out of me. I hate that. I also Marisol Patton pisses me off. I'm not a fan of hers. I'm not. I just I think she's too thirsty. I think she's trying too hard to be a housewife. It's like, and I like that she's not, she's a friend of, because I don't give a fuck what's going on in her personal life. I just don't. Ever since her mother died, I'm good. I'm good. I like her where she's at, but I mean, at the same time, it's like, I'm girl, you're so thirsty. Being an alcoholic is not a personality trait that she keeps trying to push. That shit pisses me off. You know, and I will say this about Marisol. She needs to get her moles checked. She looks like that she's fallen asleep on the beach one too many times with a tannin oil. And that if she don't get her moles checked regularly, she's um, she's flirting with the melanoma. So we're just going to say that. I mean, you look at her and I'm like, girl, you're getting sun damaged. You've been in that South Florida sun a long time. So, you know, but yeah, with her dumb cockies. Uh, don't judge me, my cockies. Bitch, go to rehab. You know, or like, I don't like it when people make being an alcoholic a personality trait. It's not. It's not. You know, it's not even fun. It's like you're just being annoying, you know? And it's like on shows like Vanderpump Rules, where yes, they all drink like crazy. And on New York and like some of the other franchises, there's no like, they drink a lot. Like, real alcoholics, they don't talk about being an alcoholic. They just drink a lot and are messy on camera. So stop talking about it. Stop pointing it out. Like, that shit annoys the piss out of me. So, yeah, I will say though, the one thing I do like about Marisol, she is a witch. She is very connected to Sanitaria, which is Cuban witchcraft. She's very in touch with the spirit world, which I really appreciate. That is something I have mutual respect for her. And yeah, so other than that, I mean, there is some things about Miami I don't like, and it seems to be the friends of is what I don't like. But I also think Bravo understands that and are not making the those not making Adriana and Marisol actual full time um, flamingo holders. I don't know what they hold in Miami, but ooh, here's a good one. How do you feel about Monica on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City? Oh, man, I just saw the episode, the most recent episode. So this I recorded this a few weeks early, but 
it was the episode where her and her mother had that sit down interview. And I mean, it read like a 10 minute play. You had them sitting down and the mom and her, it was like layers and layers. And there was stuff where like the mom's obsessed with where the hell's an aspirin in my purse. And they were just, you could tell they were going at it and they're just like, we're having a fight and being messy. And like, you really saw some emotional intelligence out of Monica. And, but you also saw some out of her mother and you can just see that like, they're really struggling right now. And they really do need therapy to really help get past some of this stuff. And I loved it, and that I love it, and I love that Salt Lake City. It's like they're I don't know how to phrase it. They just they just it's good this season. It's really I like that Mary's a friend of, and we kind of get her season in there. Um, Whitney needs to be a friend of. I can't stand Whitney. Heather, mm, she's kind of annoying to me, but I mean, I can watch her. Meredith is being a little too melodramatic for me, although I normally love melodramaticness in my housewives. She's just not doing it for me. Um, you know, and as always, Lisa Barlow, queen icon, love her. And Monica's good. I, I'm happy Jen is off the show. I didn't. I never really liked Jen. She also is another housewife. Jen Shaw came on there studying the Real Housewives. And from the very beginning, I was like, you're so fucking crazy. You're so just trying to deliver being a housewife. And you've studied the housewives, and that shit's so fucking annoying. So I just, I, I'm happy Jen's gone I'm, but I am happy Mary is back. So, I mean, it, it's good. And I, I, Monica is a very good casting addition. I mean, you have that backstory with Jen. She's freaking messy. She's a, she, she deserves to be on television and she's delivering. So one thing I, I want to see on Salt Lake City is you constantly have this backdrop of religion. You have, you have a lot of the Mormon religion. You have a lot of other, you have Christianity. You have Islam. You have a lot of, really deep spirituality and religious themes throughout the show. So I want to play on that. I wish they would cast a witch. I wish they would cast like someone who practices Wicca or Santeria or Brujeria, someone who is a, or a Native American shaman. I want to see some type of other spirituality other than like Christianity or Mormonism you know, I want to see some other type because that might get them stirring good. Like, I wish they would like, like, uh, who was that Beverly Hills housewife? That was a witch. Car- uh, was it Carlton Geba from se- that one season wonder from season four Beverly Hills? She was a witch. She was kind of trashy. She had money. She- I loved her. I loved her house. I loved it. And I-, I want someone like that on Salt Lake City. I think with the casting of that, you'll get some good tension and you really get to see where these people actually stand in their religion, especially when you're dealing with someone who is a, who's like a trashy witch. And it's like, plus that will be good TV. Like I would really enjoy seeing that because you're bringing in those, like those really spiritual themes that are very compelling to watch. And I think that's, what's driving a lot of Salt Lake city is you do have like a deep spirituality within the show and you have a soul because of that. And I'm, I think they need to play on it. So, can you imagine Lisa Barlow with Carlton? Oh, that would be good. Okay, let's next question. What is the last TV show you fell asleep to? Oh, so I was in um I had to go to LA in October. I was there for a few days and uh one of the nights I took an edible and was laying in bed uh falling asleep cuz a lot of times like with weed it keeps me up. So like sometimes when I like take an edible or I smoke, I have a hard time falling asleep. So I like to lay in bed and I just turn on TV and 
I was in a Hilton hotel room, a real nice one. And, um, where was I at? I think I was in West Hollywood and, um, no, I was not at the Beverly Hilton, but I was at, I think it was at like a Hampton Inn or something. Like as long as it's a Hilton brand, I'm, I'm good to stay there. And, um, so I was in the hotel room by myself. I had a face mask on laying in bed and I turned on the TV and they had Bravo and it was old school Beverly Hills. It was the season where Denise Richards and Brandy Glanville like messed around and it came out on camera and like Brandy Glanville sitting there on the camera. And it was the episode where they went to Dorit's Buca de Beppo room for Teddy Mellencamp's baby shower. And freaking Brandy came on, came on and was like, I sucked her fucking cunt. And like, they believed it, but you know, Brandy's just being trashy. And it was that episode. Cause I remember laughing at that. And that was the last episode. And I will say just reflecting on this new season of Beverly Hills, which we'll see if it delivers. I'm excited for the upcoming episode where they go to Vegas. Cause I've heard that Sutton really becomes a nightmare human, but I miss Lisa Renna. Lisa Renna is my favorite. I love her. She is Lisa Renna is my favorite housewife of all time. And I'm sad that she's gone. But, you know, so I, and I enjoyed seeing her on those old school shows. I wish Erica Jane would go. I hate Erica Jane. Um, I've just heard bad things about her. I've heard she's a horrible person. I've heard that she yells at um, makeup people and hair people, and she's just an awful person. But, and I mean, can we talk about the most recent episode where the therapist had to explain basic human empathy for, to her? Like, girl, get the fuck out of here. Like, I don't want to see that. You're a fucking sociopath if you lack, you know, basic human empathy. Like, that's crazy to me. You know, that's not compelling to me. But yeah, so that was the last episode I fell asleep on. So, okay, moving along. What did you think of the Real Housewives Reckoning article that was published in Vanity Fair? I mean, I read it. I gave me a good laugh. I mean, but it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I'm not watching reality television and Real Housewives to be my fucking moral compass. I'm watching it to see awful people with money doing awful things to each other and behaving badly, you know? And I understand that producers are there fucking with you and all that stuff. I, I want to see the bad behavior. And I thought that it was kind of shameful to that. And that's what pissed me off about it. You know, I did enjoy the fact that Ebony said, fuck Bethany Frankel. Do you think I'm going to let some white girl handle my business with a multi-million dollar corporation? I thought that was a great line. But, you know, it's like, I'm over Bethany Frankel because she needs to go to therapy and really work on her fucking self. And then the other thing that pissed me off about Bethany Frankel, I'm sitting here reading Paris Hilton's memoir, and Bethany Frankel comes in there because she was um she was Paris and Nikki's nanny when she was 19 in L.A., and she, cause she was best friends with Kyle Richards. Like really like, that's why I'm like, Bethany, you know, you are such a housewife and it's like, you're so, you're just not a nice person. You're bitter Betty. And it's like, go fuck yourself, Bethany. And I felt like they had the article written about, or they were, they were researching it with Ebony and with Leah McSweeney. Side note on Leah McSweeney. I like Leah McSweeney. I thought she was a good housewife, but I do agree that it's like, if you go on the show, you know, especially on New York, they're drinkers. They drink, you know, they serve alcohol. That's how you get good television, you know? And if you have substance abuse, you really shouldn't go on it. And yes, I'm like, they would be pissed that, that you didn't relapse on camera because actually seeing someone relapse, that's actually very compelling to watch. And that's something that, that would be good in the Bravo canon because, you know, like intervention, you see people that have already relapsed. But when you see someone actively relapse, 
that that that's that's actually really compelling and I want to watch that. So that's why Andy was pissed that or not pissed, that's why he had some feelings about you know, you not relapsing on camera. Like you know, and it's like you sign your life away when you sign on to these reality shows. And it's like, if you can't handle it, don't do it. And that's what I feel like that was. But I like Leah McSweeney. And I do think there is some ethical issues going on with it. But at the same time, it's like, don't fucking like shame me for like in the Real Housewives. Like, you know, I want my housewives drinking, boozing. I want a, um, I want a su- unspoken subtext of drug abuse and Adderall abuse on with my housewives. I want messy, you know, people doing messy things to each other. And that's what makes Real Housewives so good. And, you know, it goes back to like my thesis that you can read on my art blog. Like, you're seeing the farce of aspirational living in our society on Real Housewives. You have that Oscar Wilde theatric going on to it. Lady Bracknell, the Real House of Victoria London in The Importance of Being Earnest, she's an awful person and she has issues and, you know, it's like that, I want, you want to, that's what makes that play so compelling. We want to see that and it's like, you know, it felt like they were just shaming it and it was like, I don't know. I really did not like the article at all. I do agree. Ramona Singer is racist, but at the same time, we've all have known that it's Ramona. Like she's the most Trumpian out of all the real housewives. And I mean, everything in that article, there was no new information on there. Yeah. It sucks. And it's stupid that Ramona is still racist, but at the same time, it's Ramona Singer. I mean, we've had her on, on film for the last 15 years being awful and saying really fucked up shit. And I do agree that she shouldn't be on BravoCon. I do agree that she should be fired because she did say the N-word. I think that's fucked up. But at the same time, I'm like, it's Ramona. We all knew that. We all knew it. That last season when she said something about the Black Shabbat dinner, like... You know, but at the same time, like there's a lot of there's a lot of learning uh, to be had by the audience through the the theatrical catharsis you have watching it. It's use Ramona as a learning tool at a how not be racist. Use Ramona's mistakes as learning tools for you. So, boom, there we go. And with that, I think I'm going to end this. I hope you enjoyed this little espresso shot. Happy Thanksgiving. Make sure you are spending time with your loved ones and chosen family. I hope that if you have to go to your family that and there's some drama, I hope that you have good cocktails and I hope that you are doing what you need to uh, protect yourself. And with that, I'll be back next week with an amazing um, few coffee breaks with some of my friends. I'm going to have some returning guests, which should be fun, and some new guests. And yeah. So, and let's march on to the holiday season. So with that, I'm going to end it. Bye, guys.